episode 13, Corporate Massage Marketing Strategies with Andrew Ward. Hello and welcome to the Make Money with Massage podcast, where we show you strategies to successfully market and promote your massage business. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. In this episode, we continue on our quest to uncover those proven, cost-effective or no-cost massage marketing techniques that we can use to build our massage businesses. Now, massage is a diverse industry. There's so many different styles and types of massage that appeal to different sectors of the community. And so our message has to be different depending on the sector of the community that we're trying to target. Now, today it's my absolute privilege to have an interview with Andrew Ward, who is the CEO of 3-Minute Angels. And we're going to be talking about how to use corporate massage to build your massage business. And of course, Andrew shared so freely, and I actually lost count of the little tweaks that you can incorporate into what you're doing now to increase your client base and to have your clients coming back. So make sure you stay tuned to the end because Andrew shares 15 years of experience. He shares what works and what doesn't work. So stay tuned to the end because this is full of useful, actionable information, cost-effective, free marketing strategies. This is Massage Marketing Hacks 101. You can carve months, if not years, off your path to massage business success and also save thousands and thousands of dollars along the way. Have you visited MakeMoneyWithMassage.com yet? MakeMoneyWithMassage.com is my central website where you can get access to all the different products and services that I offer. There you can find information about my course, MassageMarketingMastery.com, which takes you through proven marketing steps that I've spent hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars learning, so you don't have to. I've taken these proven marketing steps and I've put them into the massage context. And not only are we talking theory here, these are the same steps that I've taken to build my own successful massage business. So this is practical information. It's not just theory. It's not just somebody up there saying, do this, do this. It is the stuff that I do myself. And I put it into a course called Massage Marketing Mastery. And you can find out more about it there, or you can go to the massagemarketingmastery.com site. I've also got a beautiful set of professionally designed forms that I developed over 10 years ago. These are the same forms I use in my clinics today, and they really do look great. And it's a complete set of forms. So you've got your client intake form, pain analysis, muscle strength testing, physical assessment, soap notes, everything. Plus, there's a bunch of bonuses that really do make the package worthwhile. And once again, you can find out more information about that at makemoneywithmassage.com or you can go to the massageforms.net website to find out more there. But great resources there. Also at the makemoneywithmassage.com website, you can pick up the free report on the five mistakes that you could be killing your massage business report. You can pick that up there as well, as well as view some videos and the past episodes of the podcast with all the notes there. So makemoneywithmassage.com. Now, we want to be answering your questions. We want to be bringing you the information that you need to build a successful massage business. So if you've got a question, if there is anything that you particularly want to know about, please email me at tim at makemoneywithmassage.com. That's tim at makemoneywithmassage.com. 
send me a question and we'll organise a podcast episode around it. Now, as always, the show notes for this episode can be found at makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash 013. That's makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash 013. And there you'll find a summary of what Andrew and I discuss along with all the links to the resources, all the links to Andrew's websites. If you want to get in contact with him, if you want to organize some corporate work through him, or if you want to use any of the resources that he spoke about, the links to those resources will be there on that site. As you can appreciate, when we're working over the internet, things can go wrong. And this interview was conducted over Skype. And for some unknown reason, the audio decided that it was going to cut out five minutes before the end of the interview. So unfortunately, this interview will end abruptly but it will still have a whole lot of information in there. Basically, we were just recapping and and finalising and saying goodbye. So there was a little bit we missed at the end there, but the bulk of information is still here. And also, unfortunately, the the audio quality isn't as high as as I would like, but we've had a lot of rain and sometimes the the lines can get a little bit gurgly. And so, as I said, I do apologise for the audio quality. I've tried to clean it up as much as I can, but it's not perfect. But once again, it's not about the quality of the audio. It's about the strategies that Andrew has shared. And I said, if you put this into practice in your business, you will see results. So without any further ado, let's cross over to the interview. So hello and welcome to the Make Money with Massage podcast. And today I'm honored to have a very special guest on. He is the CEO of one of the largest massage companies in Australia. And uh, it is my great privilege and pleasure to welcome Andrew Ward to the show. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you, Tim. Andrew, before we go on to the interview, because this is going to be really interesting, because as we've said in our pre-interview chat, I'm a, I'm a remedial slash clinical therapist, and so when it comes to marketing massage, that is my sort of area of expertise. And as we know, there are lots of different areas of massage out there. And so just what is what is your your, your background first before we go into how you built this this huge business. Sure. Um, I don't know how far you want me to go back, Tim, but I guess um, growing up uh, on mum's side of the family, uh, my aunt's a, a Reiki master, my cousins, uh, both of them are massage therapists and, and natural TCMs. Uh, on my father's side, we're, we're in agriculture and land uh, and land management for environment, social and financial sustainability. So I guess I've always kind of had the pragmatism on that side and the exposed to natural therapies. And I was uh, uh, entrepreneurial as a kid and I had uh, a situation where at 20 I dropped out of horticultural science at uni and uh, tried to start a dot-com in the middle of the dot-com bubble and it burst and I'd uh, actually engaged friends, schools and family. So all of my family were invested in that dot-com. And when the... the the business obviously uh, didn't succeed. Uh, I was left going, well, how am I going to make money? And uh, I had my hands in front of my face and I was like, huh. And uh, I was living in Sydney and I walked past a, a bar on a Friday night that I knew I couldn't afford to drink in, but I, know, I kind of had this idea that everybody was spending their paycheck between 5pm and 9pm on a Friday night and what I needed was some cash. So one of my mates from ex-uni days was running a bar and I said, look, 
I want to give people a massage in the bar after work so that they can relax and unwind. And uh, he said, really? And I was like, yeah. And he said, how are you going to get them to pay for it? And I said, look, if they don't like it, it's free. And if they do, they can pay what they think it's worth. And so I went in without a, you know, without a clue, probably, it's the, the benefit that I had. Uh, obviously, I knew how to do the five-minute massage because I'd been growing up doing them all my life. And, and um, uh, I just gave these five-minute massages, and at the end of the night, I'd made $200. And obviously, I'd had a lot of laughs and good times with people. And I went back and I uh, talked to my flatmate and she uh, was looking for a job. And so the next night she came out with me and she made me even more money than I did. And we were just like, wow, this is something. And, and then, yeah, that's how Three Minute Angels was born. Less than a year later, we, um, we were lucky that the word of mouth of going into bars, giving massages and having people talk about it meant that we we'd started to pick up uh, shopping centres and Qantas domestic airports, and we and we grew very rapidly because of those national contracts that allowed us to set up in Victoria and Queensland and West Australia. And so then we had this national coverage of shopping centres, airports, pubs, club, clubs, and um, I guess from there we got into the corporates and event space. And today, what Three Minute Angels is. 15 and a half years old and we've done about 5 million massages um, and I guess that's why I'm known within the, the massage industry uh, because of 3 Minute Angels but I've actually developed two other massage businesses um, uh, more recently so Get Angels Now which is an app to help you find a massage therapist if you're a consumer and Massage Pricer which is a price comparison website that helps corporate decision makers find the best priced massage um, provider in their area. So uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm a business person, uh, I'm an entrepreneur and through many twists and turns I've ended up with 15 years of experience in the massage industry. Fantastic, and that's very interesting. And we're going to—we're actually going to touch on that, and probably touch on something very, very quickly—is the fact that you classify yourself as an entrepreneur and business person rather than a massage therapist, because when it comes to our marketing and our message, because well, let's let's go back. This our audience for this podcast are massage therapists who are looking for ways and ideas to to market and, and grow their their massage business, and we know there's so many different styles of massage out there. And so today we're talking to the massage therapists out there who are trying to market themselves in that corporate massage space and look at some marketing strategies to help along the way. But but most importantly, and I see this all the time and we've discussed this as well, is that the the job of marketing and selling your service is totally different and separate to the job of actually providing the service. And we find that a lot of massage therapists get those two mixed up and they end up sort of talking about how they're going to provide the service as their marketing. So can we sort of start at the beginning as like, cause you know, you ended up getting all these big corporate clients and everything else that you definitely had to have some sort of real marketing message to get there, didn't you? Yeah. Um, and I guess we've, we found it on day one which was that brand moment, that point at which somebody is getting 
the massage right the way through to, you know, that five minutes, maybe 30 seconds after they've had the massage. That's the time, in my opinion, to sell the next massage. So if you want to sell a full body massage, my philosophy is you give five minutes and then stop because <laughs> that's the point at which their only wish as a client is that it went longer. But, mm. And that's a, a tactile response where the body, the hands-on has created the endorphins and the oxytocin and the conversation and the, that whole experience is so valuable to a consumer at that point in time. After that point in time, before that point in time, it's re- really you've got to cut through, you've got to do a lot of stuff to get them to even register massage on their their radar um, uh, because life has so many other more pressing things going on for consumers than the question of where am I getting my next massage. And if they uh, aren't asking that question, it's very hard to put your business into that uh, as the answer. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that actually answered your question, Tim, but I can suggest to you that not being a therapist has been an advantage in terms of coming to marketing the product, uh, but obviously a disadvantage in, in some respects because therapists don't necessarily want to talk to other therapists who aren't, or other people about their business who aren't therapists. So mm. the role that you play where you've got a marketing hat and uh, you've got deep industry experience and hands-on experience is really important to bridge that gap because um, I think you can talk both languages, whereas I tend to talk business to massage therapists and they go, yep. <laughs> and, oh, not all of them, but there are a majority of them who got into the business because they're touchy-feely people. They care deeply. They are inspired by the health benefits of the massage, and that's wonderful. They're awesome human beings, but they don't tend to make very good business people. Mm. That's very true, and that's one thing I touch on a lot in in my training in previous podcasts and probably future podcasts is the is the martyr syndrome or the they, there's this disconnect between making money and, and healing. And a lot of people believe that you know, to be a good healer and, and, and to care for people, you've got to give your, your stuff away for free or cheap. And and the opposite is actually true. Like People will be more than willing to, to pay and pay well if you can get a result and you're going to be able to help more people if you actually charge some money because then you're going to have the resources behind you to go out and reach and make an impact in the world. But you, you mentioned a, a very, very interesting point there about you know, when you're saying you, know, you start with your five-minute massage and in that, in that moment when your hands are on there and they can feel those, those, that tension just melting away is the time to sell your next hour massage. And so basically for those of you who aren't even probably interested in sort of going full-time corporate massage, you can see that going into a corporate massage environment is a good way to – to, to build a client list and to bring people back to your private practice for a full one-hour treatment at, at the right price. So that's a that's a great marketing way in itself. And it's a, it's a hands-on trick. It hasn't cost you anything. You, you know, you're probably earning money while you're doing it. So it's a it's a it's a, it's a cost-positive uh, strategy. Yeah, and and that is a really important point to make. I guess. Um, a lot of marketing is cost of acquisition. In fact, they talk about cost of customer acquisition as the key metric in marketing. 
as a massage therapist, you're in a unique business opportunity to actually have cash flow positive marketing. So you can be paid to get your next customer. And the, most industries would give their letter to have that problem. Right? Mm. Like that's a, mm. that, that, that's a, a great advantage for massage therapists. And the other thing that I would suggest is if you are a therapist, you're probably, statistically speaking, only working 12 to 20 hours of the week doing full body massages and most of those because the consumer will be in the afternoon and towards the latter part of the week. So you have availability um, that suits corporate clientele, you know, in the earlier part of the week, in the mornings to fit around your full body clients. And so by no means do I think there is, um, you know, a, a, a reason to go to corporate forsaking uh, full body or therapeutic massage, the, the, the idea would be that they complement one another and you use your downtime to earn money in the corporate world whilst generating you uh, business for your table massage mm. and uh, and vice versa. Your, your table clients all have jobs and <laughs> it's having the discussion with them in the five minutes after their full body massage about their workplace and how that helps to support their recovery if they're coming to see you because they're in a rehabilitation state or well-being if they're coming to see you because they have concerns for their health that aren't medically referred or because of their enjoyment of life, which is if they're coming to you for pleasure or other motivations. So... You know, your ability to get the next sale comes from the number of interactions that you have on the table in the five minutes after that and the number of interactions you have in a seated massage format and, the you know, 30 seconds to a minute following that interaction. So you've got to be on it. Um, Tim, mm. uh, you haven't asked a question, but whilst I'm riffing, if it's all right with you. Yep. So what we do at 3-Minute Angels, and I – totally reckon everyone should steal this idea, right? So we ask the person before we put their hands on them and get consent, how do they feel? And the way we present that is a series of emoji faces from very stressed to divine. And then the client goes, well, I'm usually very stressed or stressed. And then they get their five-minute massage. And then at the end of it, you ask them how they feel again and they usually are very happy to divine and you're able to make uh, tangible, the intangible benefit of the massage based on their self-assessment. And now you've got uh, the ability to go, well, if that's the difference five minutes makes, what will an hour do? Can I give you an introductory offer uh, to come and try my one-hour product? I think in that uh, instance, especially if you're being paid for those five-minute massages in a corporate or event or a shopping centre or whatever the, the marketplace, that that's really um, key. The other thing that we do, which I would recommend for most people to do, is to use um, a consent. So obviously if you're doing shorter massages, you're going to have to uh, reduce the diagnostic. You're not trying to give them a... Um, a full-on uh, massage where you're treating anything, you're giving them a relaxation massage, very peripheral, light uh, muscle depth 
Um, we can't, as part of our insurance, massage anyone who's injured. So what we do when we collect consent is get their name and their email address or mobile phone number as a unique identifier to say that they gave permission for us and that they were not injured and therefore that we could give them a treatment. When we've already measured the before and after of the mood and now we've got their contact details, a courtesy, or it looks like a courtesy, is to send them a receipt with that. But when you're actually sending uh, the receipt with that, that's that's your communication point for selling the full body introductory hour. That, that mm. If there's a tip that I hope your listeners can get, it's that, yes, you need to get corporate or event massage because you'll get paid for that. And then if you can make tangible the difference you make, collect their contact details during consent and send that back to them. You will get, if you experience like we do, one in 25 people that you give a five-minute massage to will become a full-body massage client. And that's a 4% conversion rate, which is a 96% not conversion rate. I get that. But 4% is still good when you're being paid. And, um, I, yeah. Well, I meant to say, like, how many clients can you actually – See and how many clients you actually need. I think people really have to do some some mathematics here and say if you only want to do twenty hours of massage a week, and part of that is is, is corporate, and then okay, like you're going to have the people who are weekly and fortnight and everything else, but you don't need thousands and thousands of clients to succeed in this business, especially if, if you build that relationship and you have a lot of return clients. You don't need a lot. So like if if if, if like one in like okay, so four percent. So like four out of a hundred people. So four out of so you do a hundred massages at five minutes, and then so whatever that calculates out to, then you do get then then you get four people converting over, and then hopefully they might even convert to long term. So the way we work it out is you you can do eight to ten five minute massages per hour. So in a three hour shift, you'll do twenty five massages, twenty four massages, right? But we pretty much expect every time we do a three hour shift, we'll get a full body massage client out of it. So how often can you organise a three hour shift to a workplace around you? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and let's and let's talk about like like you have mentioned one avenue of getting into the corporate space, and that is talking to your existing clients when they're on the table. And and, and I also love like you're talking my language when you're talking about tangible takeaway because that's what I want to talk about as well. Like you've got to give your clients like either like in a in one sense something tangible and ex like they've got a result or they've had an experience. It's one one or the other, but but, but it's something that's unique to to your offering that they say that. I'm only going to get that if I come to this person. And so I love that. I love that tangible takeaway. So, so we've got that happening at, at that level in, in the clinic room, talking to existing clients, talking about, you know, do you need help in your workplace, everything else? How, how do you go about, how would somebody go about just picking up some corporate work? Now, is it, is it against, uh, is it against the rules to, to, to poach? A, a client, if you're contracting to a to a company that is providing corporate, yeah, depending on how you do it. They, they, well, look, this very issue is one of the businesses. So, just to say, the next answer, I have a commercial interest in, right? Yeah. So, if I think the best way to sell massages is from massages, so I totally think you should be trying to cross sell from your table back into the office. You should be putting in business 
card draws on your your entrance so they put in their business cards should be doing refer a friend or refer a work colleague kind of uh, marketing campaigns should be collecting a database and emailing that about work offers and not just your personal full body direct uh, offers um, but if you've got got no idea uh, then there is a business that I've created called Massage Pricer and the idea of that is suppliers can sign up for free uh, customers these are usually uh, department level decision makers of large corporates submit a brief and that brief then gets distributed to all the suppliers in that local area and the suppliers have 45 minutes to get their quotes back uh, the quotes are aggregated into a single email that goes to the client and then the client can basically in a price competitive space see, okay, therapist A, X dollars, therapist B, Y dollars, therapist C, D dollars, right? And then they can check out a full view of the quote and a full view of the profile and connect with that massage therapist. So a free way to get new corporate business in your area is through Massage Pricer, one of my businesses. And for instance, the reason we, we got Massage Pricer created was we do as Three Minute Angels a lot of subcontracting. Probably 40% of our work is done by contractors. Uh, and in that case, if the you know, we needed a way to get people to bid for the work that we, we were subcontracting. And then we just opened that up to clients more generally. So, yeah, Three Minute Angels, unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, but the dynamics work out that massage pricer is, is driving down the, the price and increasing the availability of massage. And Three Minute Angels actually fits at the premium end of the corporate massage services, about $88 which is good money even if you're doing a full body massage. Mm, so we, mm. we're doing five-minute massages and to be getting $88 now is the premium end. But then, like I was suggesting, what Three Minute Angels has after 15 years of experience and the tech development and stuff is we've got iPads and we're capturing the data at the beginning and the end and we're delivering the hire a key contact report and we're showing our value and, you know, we are mm. – uh, we are justifying our, our premium thing, but at the other end of the spectrum, wellness, corporate wellness and health is a big issue, uh, as is retention and, you know, engagement and all of these issues for corporates. So they want to get massages. And, um, if you can bring the price point to the point where these department level decision makers can say, oh, it's a couple of gold coins per person, then you're going to make good money. They're going to get good service. You're going to get like one in 25 people or every three-hour shift, you're going to get a, uh, a full-body massage out of it. So mm. that's how you crack into corporate if you're, if, if you're following the Wardy uh, model. But yep. definitely there's things that you can do without spending money uh, that are just about engineering your well, – I assume you already have a client list and you already <laughs> mail them. But just expand the offers. If you've already got a reception area or a change room, then put a notice up in that change room. If you've, or, you know, there's just tweaks you can do that aren't very expensive, which open you up to that, those additional hours. Mm, 
Perfect. And of course, what we'll do is in the show notes for this on on the website, we'll actually put all of these contact websites in. So so we'll put the links in so that anybody who's interested in using any of your service or who want to subcontract, who are looking for some corporate work and want to contact you, we'll put all that information in the show notes so that you're going to be very easily contacted. Yeah. Okay. Can I um can I just harp on one more second? So the other yeah, thing sure. that Massage Pricer does, which is really cool. So you might be um there might be some reticence of people, therapists or otherwise, who are highly qualified and, and appreciate the value of their full body and massage. And they kind of feel that doing shorter massages for staff in offices or events is cheapening their product. Or they don't feel comfortable in that sort of more salesy environment. Perhaps it's younger people or people they feel are, are more energetic than themselves that need to be doing that sort of work. So we, we've done a thing with Massage Pricer where we've connected with SAGE, the Australian Institute of Fitness, Australian Institute of Physical Trainers, AIAS, um, Endeavour College, and basically these students who are not yet qualified to do full body massage, they need to earn throughout their studies and they need to generate hours which are supervised for prac work. So we try and match them with the suppliers that are on Massage Pricer so that students can go out and do the five-minute massage work, which isn't therapeutic and isn't remedial and isn't trying to treat anybody. And then those kids can go out there at a lower price point than what you might want to sell your own services for as a therapist, get some experience, talk to people, get the five-minute massage and derive for themselves the prac hours under your supervision. Now, the benefit of that for you as a, as a supplier is that you can make money on that corporate work with the labour being done by a student. That student will generate uh, basically an introductory offer hour that you can then supervise the first 10 minutes of, make sure they do the diagnostic and everything right with the client, but you're not going to stand there for the whole hour and watch the, the, the massage You've got to give them supervision and professional development. These kids need 200 hours, each of them, to get their diplomas, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's uh, it's a wonderful thing for them now to be able to go, oh, I'd really like to understand sports massage, and for them to go out and do the events and the corporate work. And there are lots of events within the corporate work, so... You know, there's corporates engaged in Tough mudders, in uh, triathlons, in, in running events all over the place. And so you take a sports massage student, you get them to massage at the end of one of those races where the corporates are, and then I guarantee you they'll generate a full-body massage out of one of those injured runners or one of those people that is keen to get a longer massage. They'll do the massage, get paid for the massage, but because you're supervising their prac hours, you don't have to pay them or you don't have to pay them much. So there's margin at two points for engaging with students, and suppliers should think if they are concerned that they wouldn't be a corporate fit. Maybe they're an older male like myself, and so they think, oh, you know, corporates want the young girls. I can't 
use that strategy. You don't have mm. to use that strategy of using massages to sell massages directly. You can also connect with students. And that those students are going to get the benefit of your wisdom and your supervision for their massage hours. They're also going to get paid. And, you know, that's, that's really important. I think we have... Mm a shocking retention rate of the people that are qualified to actually in the industry after two or three years. Partly that's because they're not um, taught business and marketing skills, which is the gap that you're filling, Tim. But, yeah, the other part is they can't earn the money throughout the course. Uh, when they get to the course, there's sometimes a six-week gap until they can get their insurance covered from their associations where they went to work. They've never had experience building up a client book before. Uh, they've not had experience cross-selling from – but with Massage Pricer and these new colleges getting together and making those relationships, the students will come out having networked within the industry, possibly with multiple potential employers. They will have already built up a client base that's recognised how good they are. They will have developed skills from five minutes to full body massage. They will have been earning money consistently through the week, applying it, albeit not in therapeutic massage, but at least in the same area. They're not being mm, bartenders mm. by night so that they could be massage students by day. You know, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and for me personally, I've actually worked in that uh, mentoring capacity. I still work in that mentoring capacity because although I've now left elite sport, I still got sucked into looking after the, the local footy club. And it's the same thing. I've got I've got two students in there. And as a therapist, I mean, it's it's really gratifying to be able to to pass on your knowledge in a practical sense. So instead of just being in a, because I've obviously I've taught in the classroom as well. So instead of just sitting up there and just blaring out theory, to actually have these these students there with you and a real live injury comes up or something, but it, it's it's real world stuff. And and it's like, and, and you see they they're passionate and they're so excited. And so it, it's very rewarding in that way as well. And I encourage any therapist to go out there and and, and mentor. I get a protege. That's what I'm, I'm trying to do in my in my clinic at the moment. I'm, I'm trying to sort of move my way out of doing so many clinic hours and and find a protege. So that's 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 a that's a great great way. I, I, I love that. That's fantastic. We've, we've, we've spoken about things that that do work. Now, just very quickly, so it's come, coming to the to the end. Let's just go through some things. So just to say, because we've, we've basically spoken about cost-effective or, or no-cost ways to actually make money and build your business, which is what I always harp on because we are in a unique industry where we don't have to go out there and spend hundreds and thousands of dollars. And sometimes when we do spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, it doesn't bring us much anyway. So, so can we just sort of talk about what doesn't work so that we can just sort of <laughs> hack this and say so people don't have to go down and, and waste all that money? Okay. Sure. This is going to be embarrassing because I've wasted more money than anybody in the whole of the massage industry, probably globally. Uh, oh, no, 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 but certainly within Australia. So, you know, the thing that worked was massages sell massages, and the more massages we do, the more successful we have been. But there's been times when I've been sucked into thinking, you know, that we need to be on radio or we need to um, be at a, a certain uh, HR conference and have spent three and a half grand on a three-by-three three booth and then tell people why they should hire massage. And I, I've uh, probably spent 15 grand in um, different in, like magazines over the last year, and all of them have to 
all of these experiences have taught me that, well, massage has what I call a low gaff, low giver F factor. And people aren't thinking about massage in their day-to-day lives. They're thinking about, what have I got to get the kids from school? I've got to pay these bills. Oh, this client has got this problem. And where am I getting my next massage from or when am I getting my next massage? It, it doesn't often come up for them. That's why, oh, God, there's so many things I love to say. But massage is really loved by the consumer and by Australians generally. If you take them to the Philippines or Bali or Thailand and massage is $5 a day, we'll make it part of our daily routine because we love mm. it. But the price point in Australia, that's that's not going to happen. But it tells when the average price of massage is $100 that the elasticity of price is, is wrong. Right, like we haven't got enough people, and there's people going out of the industry who've been trained because they can't get clients, and there's like perception of value problems on both the customer and the supply side. So, that with notwithstanding price, uh, the issue I think is medium in that you know you can spend a lot of money on Facebook talking about yourself, you can spend a lot of money on. Um, you know, fires and uh, advertising on natural therapy pages or, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, buying print ads and, and you can spend a lot of money very quickly. There are people who will guide you in how to spend all of that money. Um, but nothing elicits the tactile response. Nothing cuts through that dirt unless uh, it, it stands out. So, you know, and we did three minute angels initially we dressed in black because of the hospitality environment we were in what i didn't understand was that was in direct contrast to most therapists who dress in white and are kind of clinicians and are all about your health we were selling oh sorry tim <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were selling uh, we were selling relaxation and convenient enjoyment and uh and not health right because what i realized after looking very closely at history, is all massage therapists at school when they are taught are taught about the health benefits of massage, and so they all go and talk about the health benefits in their advertising and marketing. So none of them stand out. And if you look, think of massage as like inherently going to give you health benefits, that's a very unique selling proposition. It's like one of the qualities of water is that it's always wet, which is why Evian doesn't sell the fact that it's wet, it sells that it's really expensive and from France and Fiji and Mount Franklin and all of them give themselves an origin story that is nothing to do with quality of water, which is wet. And we have to, as an industry, get over the quality of health benefits, in my opinion, because it's inherently much therapist and just putting your hand on gives you benefits. So uh, we've got to get into the therapist, which is independent of the health benefits. And that could be scary if all you understand about your product is the health benefits. So being able to come to somebody like yourself to say, okay, unpackage the, the product and the marketing of the product, your value of the other, um, you know, then you are more flexible as a business. You are able to small. And in, yeah, just a few things like out of massage. We think as massage therapy, we've convinced ourselves that it's a physically demanding job. Never mind the brickies and labourers and stuff doing far more physical demanding work and for 40 hours a week, right? We have additional capacity, but at 80 to 100 bucks an hour, 
So doing it probably like you can make a very handsome living out of massages. Well, as you may have noticed, the uh, audio got a little bit garbled there towards the end of that segment, and that's really disappointing because although we were almost at the end of the interview, we were sharing some very, very important aspects of, of marketing. Probably what we lost at the end there was after Andrew spoke about how you could actually make a lot of money in a massage business, I went on to say that a lot of people say that the market dictates the price and that that's not true because if the market dictated the price for everything, everything would be free because nobody wants to pay anything and that it's up to you. Like if, if somebody isn't willing to pay the price you want to charge, it's because you haven't translated the value of your service to that person. So it's not so much that the market dictates the price. It's up to you to translate the value to make the person aware or make the person believe that what you are charging is a fair price for what they're going to receive in return. It's also a matter of identifying your target market and saying that you know, when it comes to massage, massage is just a word. It's a, it's a, it's not a thing. It's not a physical thing you can touch. It is a word that has many connotations. It, you know, there's so many different, different styles of massage, as I've said in so many other trainings. And so you've got to be able to identify your target market within the context of massage. What sort of massage do you do? But more importantly, what is the tangible takeaway? Concentrate on what the client walks out the door with, not so much what the client walks in the door with. These are very important things. And to when you're looking at your target market, to really be focused and narrow down to look at going an inch wide and a mile deep. And while you may be concerned about not being able to attract or be open to all the people that you want to be able to treat, if you don't focus in on a target market and you just market yourself the same way as everybody else does, you won't appeal to anybody because you just be another massage therapist. The other thing that we missed with all that garbling and, and uh, mishap with the audio was what Andrew said in closing about the decision maker that a lot of people think that when you're doing corporate work, the decision is made through a HR department and that's very rarely the case. And Andrew said to just keep an eye out for the, for the busybody, for the, for the mother hen, for that person who likes to organize everybody, the person who knows everything that's going on around the office and identify that sort of person when they come in for a massage in your clinic. And you can sort of talk to them about are there any opportunities of doing any corporate work at your office? That's that sort of stuff in a, in a nutshell, but it said, but unfortunately that audio did get a little bit choppy and hard to follow towards the end of it. Don't quite understand how Skype managed to sort of overlay and chop up the, the audio that would and get it so out of sync with the video. But I hope you didn't manage to follow that last little bit that Andy was talking about before it just totally got out of control. Now, I'm sure you'd agree with me that Andrew just opened up and shared so much information so freely. And for that, I am forever grateful to him. He held nothing back. And quite frankly, if we had more time, he would have kept on sharing. But unfortunately, we both had to move on. Now, take his advice. No, like, like even just look, just go back and re-listen to things. Take some notes and look at the simple things that you can implement into your business now to ch make changes. And then look at things that take a little bit more time to implement and, and, and just make a plan to bring this in in the future. But seriously, like this man has built a huge business 
and he's he's a he's a businessman, he's an entrepreneur, and he's got a marketing head on his shoulders, and he has proven that you can build a very big and successful massage business, and you can make a lot of money with massage if you get your marketing message right. So I do urge you, go back and listen to this episode a number of times, take some notes, and implement what Andrew has suggested. Because information is one thing. Information is great, but it's not going to change your business. Taking the time and implementing what you're putting into practice is the only way you're going to bring about change. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, if you found it useful, I'd really appreciate it if you could pop across to iTunes and, and leave an honest rating and review. Because you see, your ratings and reviews, they help to rank the system, put it in front of more people. And the more people I can help, the better. So your ratings and reviews actually go towards helping people. And, and that's a good thing. So if you go to iTunes and you leave me a five-star review, please send me an email letting me know that you've left a review and what country you're from. And I'll give you a shout out on the show. Now, once again, the show notes for the show can be found at makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash 013. That's makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash 013. And as I said, there will be a summary of what Andrew and I discussed along with links to all the resources and ways you can get in contact with Andrew. And lastly, I'd like to thank you. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I know we live in a busy world. We live in a world where we're just overwhelmed with marketing messages and information and everybody's got their two bobs worth to say. So by simple virtue of you taking the time to listen to this podcast, I sincerely and truly do appreciate you. And I hope you're putting all this into action and I hope this information is helping you build the massage business of your dreams. And until next time, take care. <music>